A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This football story starts in a small cafeteria. It happens on the final day of the extended summer transfer window of 2020, on October 6th. That day, Chris Royakers is preparing snacks in his cafeteria, two blocks away from the PSV Stadium in the Dutch city of Eindhoven. Chris is a nice guy. He has short grey hair and has been preparing snacks for decades. It's dinner time that evening, so Chris is quietly frying some fries. When he looks up for a moment, he sees a massive Mercedes SUV parked in the street in front of his cafeteria. A car like that usually isn't parked in the street. Chris is a fanatic PSV Eindhoven fan. You never know, maybe a new PSV player is inside the car. Chris sees some men sitting inside the car, but he doesn't get a clear view. So he asks his 13-year-old daughter, Lindy, if she can sneak up to the car and take some pictures. She is nervous, but decides to give it a go. She walks past the car, but doesn't get a good picture. She decides to give it another try, this time riding her bicycle. When she returns to the cafeteria, she shows her father the picture she has taken. They can see a person sitting shotgun in the Mercedes. They zoom in on his face and can't believe what they see. Could it be that the man who decided the 2014 World Cup final in Brazil was about to sign for their favorite football team? This episode of our podcast is about the day Mario Götze shocked the world by signing a two-year deal at PSV Eindhoven as a free agent. Götze could have signed for several top clubs in Italy. Bayern Munich was even trying to get him to come back. And he had some lucrative offers from countries like the United States. But Götze decided to sign for PSV in the Netherlands. We spoke to the PSV fans who first found out this was happening and the man Mario Götze himself to find out how and why he signed for PSV. 
My name is Sam van Raalte, and welcome to the home of football, a podcast by 433. Let's go. All of a sudden, like everything turned like upside down. Mario Götze was definitely seen as the future, the most talented German player. It was a little kind of magic that evening. A, a great player that's standing in front of your shop and he's gonna sign. We have a world champion in, in our squad now. The story of Mario Götze starts in the Bayern area of Germany. There, Mario was born on the 3rd of June 1992 in the town of Memmingen. His parents are called Jürgen and Astrid. His father Jürgen is a professor in technology. Because of his father's work, Götze's family moved around a bit when he was a young child. They moved to Texas and lived there for a couple of years before settling in Dortmund. There, young Mario was picked up by the Borussia Dortmund Academy when he was 8 years old. He grew and grew as a player. And then he caught the eye of Jurgen Klopp, who was the manager of Borussia Dortmund back then. Now to get the full story, we met up with Götze at PSV Eindhoven. I was born in, in the south of Germany. Uh, I lived there for, I think, almost six years. We spent two years in Texas, uh, came back to Germany again, and then we moved to Dortmund because my father uh, got a job offer at the university in Dortmund. And it had a big impact on, on my career, on my life, for sure, because we stayed there for a long time. And then I started playing for Borussia Dortmund. I went to school there. This club gave me like almost everything because I was very young when I started uh, to play for Borussia Dortmund. And then I, I think with 17, Jürgen Klopp uh, called me to come to the first team. I was very happy that it went out that way, that Klopp was coach at that time. So I was very lucky to to be in that position uh, when I was young and, and come to the first team. And yeah, it had had a great impact on me and was great to play in that stadium with, uh, I think, when I was 17. Yeah, I was lucky that my first coach was Jurgen Klopp back then. It was his second, I think, second uh, station as a coach. He built a completely new team. Uh, I was very young back then and he helped me a lot. He helped me to to become a professional football player, to, to integrate uh, in the team very fast and uh, he meant a lot to me and he means he still means a lot uh, to me i've just recently met him in mallorca also we spoke a bit uh, we won the championship the first year the second year we won the double and then we came to the champions league final so we had a quite a successful time but at the same time he helped me to to be humble to be yeah to be right in my mind and yeah he always pushed me like almost every day to 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 improve on the pitch and off the pitch, which, which helped me a lot, especially because I just uh, like turned 18, 19, 20 and uh, was very young. So he you know what to do with younger and older players. I think there were a few times he was very mad, uh, especially like because he's very, uh, yeah, very strict, like also off the pitch, but also on the pitch that everybody behaves in the right way, um, tactical wise. And so he corrected me a lot of times, like, uh, off the pitch when I, when maybe I was too late or uh, when I didn't do the do the work uh, the, the defensive work these kind of things and he, he could be very hard also. 
Götze and Klopp had a great connection. And Götze was part of the Borussia Dortmund that conquered Germany with players like Marco Reus and Robert Lewandowski. But then, in the beginning of 2013, everything changed. Pep Guardiola was about to become the manager of Bayern Munich, Dortmund's rivals. And Guardiola wanted Götze in his team. Götze had a 37 million euros release clause in his contract, which Bayern was happy to activate. Götze had a difficult choice to make, and he made a decision that would shock the world of football. I made the decision in January, so um, I think they announced that Pep Guardiola is going to be coach uh, in Munich, um, and I wanted to, to, to be a part of that, and so I made that decision back then, so I didn't know that we will uh, play against them in the, in the Champions League final, so... Um, yeah, I just wanted to make the next step. I wanted to work with Pep. I wanted to work uh, with with uh, great players. I wanted to make the next step in my career, and I didn't thaw, didn't think about the, all the other like uh, things around the transfer. Um, so for me, it was like just like I play football. I want to do the next step, and that's it. I want to improve. I want to get better. And this was was it was that was the only argumentation I had with myself why why I want to do this. And um, yeah, nevertheless, I had a really good time in Dortmund with Jürgen, uh, with with the team. We were very successful. Um, but nevertheless, I wanted to do that uh, for myself to to improve. Uh, yeah, it was strange because uh, I didn't think that it affected so many people. But at that time, I made that decision. It came out the media, like all the stuff around it, like with the fans, with the police. I've never experienced something like this because for me, it was like I grew up in that city with that uh, club, with that team. Um, we had a special connection all of a sudden like everything turned like upside down so this was quite quite new for me I had to handle that situation so I've never experienced something like this and uh, even I think the like people like who are not really into Dortmund Bayern rivalry uh, they were some kind of yeah they were mad a bit um, especially at that time so it was like very strange for me to experience this kind of like comments um, and, and feelings at that time yeah I told it uh, the coach, the CEO, and the sporting director. Um, they they were not happy about it, but yeah, and yeah, I think on the other hand, he he knew me a bit, he understand a bit, but at the same time, for sure, he was he was very angry at me uh, that I that I made that decision. Maybe even he reviews that situation and looks back now that he understands it a bit more. But in that situation, it was quite uh, quite special. Yeah. To get more context on the meaning of that transfer, I called Raphael Honigstein. Honigstein is a renowned football journalist who specializes in German football. He currently works for The Athletic and wrote a book about the revival of German football called Das Reboot. Here's Honigstein on the significance of the transfer Götze made from Dortmund to Bayern. Well, this was the height of the Bayern Munich Borussia Dortmund nexus and rivalry in Germany. And this was the empire striking back. And they struck at the heart of this Dortmund team because Mario Götze was definitely seen as the future of this Dortmund team, the most talented German player of his generation, coming through, uh, really identified as the future face of this team alongside Jurgen Klopp and all the others. And Bayern overnight triggering his release clause and uh, was like a bomb. And was a huge was a huge thing at the time. Well, I think it showed that Bayern were determined to try to damage Dortmund, in the words of Hans-Joachim Watzke, the CEO, 
he felt Bayern were out to destroy destroy this Dortmund team. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but Bayern have often pursued a dual strategy when it comes to fighting against teams that come up alongside them, which is to both target their best players in order to strengthen themselves, but also to damage the opposition to a certain extent. And with Götze leaving, in the first part of the jigsaw, if you will, being loosened, I think it was made it even more difficult for Dortmund to keep everybody else. I think Dortmund were always realistic that it was going to be unlikely that all the big names were going to hang around forever. But they didn't expect one of the youngest and one of the most identifiable parts of this Dortmund team to leave. That's why it was a shock. The fact that it was Götze got people very, very angry and there was also a huge backlash in the social media. Mario Götze had a really hard time. So Götze made his move from Dortmund to Bayern. His first season at Bayern was good. He played a lot and won everything there is to win in Germany. Working with Pep Guardiola. I had three years uh, Jurgen Klopp and my, my second coach was Pep Guardiola uh, as a professional player. Um, I learned a lot on the pitch. He was, uh, he was phenomenal about how you... I, I've never seen it before, so how he sees the spaces on the pitch, how he changed the system, the formation, uh, what I learned about, about football in general, ball possession, um, pressing, um, keeping the ball, keeping the, the ball for such a long time to be dominant on the pitch and to, to win the game. So that's what I, what I learned from him in, in Munich. And we had a very successful time with a lot of titles. Um, we had a great, great team back then. So this, was, this was, uh, was a good time for me. I learned a lot and especially also off the pitch, we had a great team. Uh, I was very, very young back then and I could learn a lot from, from Frank Ribéry, Ayon Robben, Schweinsteiger, Xabi Alonso and also from him as a coach because he was very successful in Barcelona also. In the summer of 2014, it was time to go to Brazil with the national team of Germany to compete in the World Cup. Götze started the tournament in the starting 11 of manager Joachim Löw, but he lost his spot after a couple of games. For example, Götze was benched when Germany battered Brazil in the semi-finals, that legendary 7-1 victory. Götze started the final against Argentina as a substitute as well. Germany had better chances and more possession in the game, but couldn't seem to score. Then. Götze was brought on in the 88th minute to replace Miroslav Klose. The game went into extra time. In the 113th minute, André Schürrle dribbles up the left flank of the pitch. He crosses the ball into the penalty area. Götze controls it with his chest. While falling down, he volleys the ball with his left foot. This is what it sounded like on ARD, the German national broadcaster. Schürrle. It's a perfect goal. His teammates rush towards Götze to celebrate. Joachim Löhe quickly smells his fingers in excitement. Germany has won the World Cup. Seven years later, Götze still has warm feelings about that day. And rightfully so. He decided a World Cup final as a 22-year-old. I 
remember it very clearly because even when I scored the goal, it was just amazing at that moment. But we knew that we have to go on for the next five, six, seven minutes. So it wasn't done until I scored. So there, there were a few, few things. And I re remember clearly that they had, I think, 120 minutes. They had a, they had a free kick and we are still like, okay, everything can happen. Um, we just have to make it until the final whistle. So was uh, quite quite amazing and uh, I really enjoyed that moment to to be part of that that game and uh, yeah I was just lucky to to, to get in the moment um, to to be involved in a goal to score that goal with that people and that group it was just amazing also the time we had in Brazil with the camp with the people uh, who supported us uh, back in Germany my family were, who um, visited me in Brazil so the setup was was very nice and the, the group of people was was great and I think with all the aspects um, it was just just amazing to to remember the moment and that the tournament but we were like very far away in Brazil but when we came back to to Berlin and actually see the people and how they reacted and how they celebrated with us and how yeah they they engaged with everything. It was just amazing to see how uh, how they how they they were back in Berlin and and helped us to celebrate that that moment. And it's always great like to share that moment with the team. But it was just amazing to be like in front of all the people and realizing what we have achieved and what we have done and how how, how happy they were at that moment. And this was this was quite unique also because in Brazil it was just us with the team. And then we can yeah, celebrate it with like with whole of Germany. So this was was just amazing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. That goal from Götze was not just a deciding goal in a World Cup final. It was also a symbol of the revival of Germany as a powerhouse in international football. In the previous years, Germany had shifted from a country that pretty much only focused on strength and conditioning to a more technical approach, with Götze as a prime example. Here's Rafael Honingstein. Yeah, I think the goal encapsulates quite beautifully the processes and developments that Germany had undergone in order to play a different kind of football. The kind of player that Goetze represented at the time and, and hopefully still does, was not really being produced on a mass scale. But because Germany changed the setup, made things a lot more technical, also emphasized the role of the ball uh, rather than the physique and fitness, players like Goetze suddenly could thrive and could come through. When, when he scored that goal, in my view, one of the most beautiful goals ever scored in the final. It was a nice sort of exclamation mark behind all the things that had gone on. It wasn't a centre-forward 
heading the ball home from across. So somebody pushing the ball over the line and the scrum in the box. It was a beautiful, beautiful act of balletic ability and fitting for, for a new Germany. Götze stayed two more years at Bayern Munich after that World Cup. But he ran into some physical difficulties, mainly in his last season at Bayern, which prevented him from playing a lot. Götze decided to return to Borussia Dortmund in 2016. Soon it will become clear why Götze had those physical issues. He had a metabolic disorder which required him to rest up and change his routines. All those years of playing and playing and playing non-stop since he broke through as a teenager finally took their toll. Götze stopped playing games for six months to get back in good health. I mean, it was tough, uh, especially if you like try very hard to do everything you're capable of, and you realize it's not working out what what you want to 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 achieve. So this was uh, was not easy. I mean, physically and mentally back then. But uh, sometimes it's also a good experience, or it was a good experience for me because um, yeah, then I realized how important it is to rest a bit, to to make priorities, to choose the right time for training, to choose uh, the right mental mindset said um, this was a good experience for me and I'm very happy that I that I, that I had uh, the chance to to analyze all these things and uh, to to yeah, make the best for me out of the situation um, and yeah it was it was good I had a good time in Bayern Munich came back to Dortmund then it was not so easy but uh, also this process was very important for my career to understand uh, what's good what's what doesn't fit my routine or my my game so this was a good experience I need to have the years before, like with the national team, uh, with with the club, and uh, um, even when I had holidays, I, I didn't stop like training, or I always wanted to keep on going, keep on going. And then there was like uh, a moment where I said, I, I think maybe I have to change my routine a bit. Götze succeeded and returned to play in the 2017-2018 season. But Borussia Dortmund had a rocky time then. After Thomas Tuchel left the club, Peter Bos became the manager, but he was fired after six months. Peter Stoger took over and left after half a season. Then Lucien Favre was appointed. Götze played a lot in Favre's first season as manager of Borussia Dortmund, but was benched a lot in the 2019-2020 season. At the end of that season, in the summer of 2020, Götze's contract at Borussia Dortmund would expire. He knew he wanted to try something new, but the COVID pandemic hit Europe in the beginning of 2020. Götze's wife was also pregnant at the time. A lot of things were going on in the Götze household that summer. My wife's pregnant, <laughs> COVID was there, so it was a very special uh, special period of time. Um, didn't play very much, then we don't have, uh, we didn't have uh, fans in the stadium. Like all these kind of things impacted the situation, but uh, due to my, the birth of my son, I was very distracted with these kind of things because the uh, first time I, I became father, um, and then I, at the same time I have to make a, a proper decision for not only myself, but also for my family. So. So this was the process that started like I think February when everything began COVID my wife's pregnant uh, and all <laughs> contract expiring so this was was stressful at one time but on the other time the best uh, time I had due to the birth so uh, a lot to balance <laughs> training and baby so these two things uh, I had to balance a bit so I worked uh, on myself which was also good. Uh, played played tennis, played padel, so um, had uh, 
had time for other sports also. Now, there was a reason Götze was consumed by the birth of his son. Not just because it was his first child, but because his son, named Rome, was born on the 5th of June in 2020, while he was supposed to be born six to seven weeks later. So the family had to stay in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Football was pretty much the last thing on Götze's mind for a while, and rightfully so. Um, my perspective uh, changed after I became a father because um, like the start we had with our child it changed a lot because we have been in the hospital and we real, really realized what's important at that time. Um, just happy that he's healthy and, and happy at home. And um, our baby came a bit too early, like six or seven weeks too early. So uh, they had to take care that everything is fine and that they can really set us uh, home uh, with a good feeling. Yeah. I think it changed a bit, especially due to the situation that we spent like three weeks in the hospital that uh, where I, I didn't waste the thought about football because uh, then well, back then I really realized what uh, what's important. And uh, at that time, their football wasn't a topic at all because uh, what matters was uh, our child and, and the baby that we get home safely and, and healthy. So this was the... This was the most important thing. And after that, when we established a routine at home, then sometimes for sure we needed to know what's happening also for, for, for Rome and for, for my wife. Uh, but she supported me. She said, I took your time. Uh, she, she was very supportive back then. Also like uh, taking care of Rome at that time. Uh, and yeah, she, she hold my back like uh, back then and uh, still doing it. So uh, this was, was also important for me. That summer, the German manager Roger Schmidt was appointed at PSV Eindhoven. Before that, he coached Beijing Guan in China, Bayer Leverkusen in Germany and Red Bull Salzburg in Austria. Schmidt knew Götze would become a free agent that summer and called Götze to see if they could work together at PSV. And Götze liked what he was hearing. Because as he grew as a player, he cared more and more about the process you go through with a manager and the team. He was interested in Schmidt's philosophy, but Götze took his time for his decision. He was still preoccupied with the health of his child and wife. When his contract at Borussia Dortmund expired at the end of June, he became a free agent. Clubs from all over the world wanted to sign him. Bayern Munich was talking to him. Some amazing clubs from Italy were interested. David Beckham's Miami team tried to sign Götze. But on the morning of the final day of the 2020 transfer window, October 6th, Götze still had to make up his mind. Then he made a decision. I remember it very clearly. It was the final day because I had to, uh, to make a decision. Otherwise, I couldn't uh, participate in the European competition. So uh, I had to make a decision. And um, yeah, I, th I think for me it was important because I lived in Dortmund before that we are close to, to Düsseldorf to, to, and to play in, uh, in an European competition. So uh, this was for me the right thing to do back then. And uh, it was, I cannot compare it to the years before because with COVID um, and all this, the, the other stuff, what, uh, what was going on back then. Um, but I was happy to do that decision, to make that decision uh, for PSV Eindhoven still in, living in Düsseldorf um, and uh, have the best situation for my child also. So Mario Götze made up his mind and headed to Eindhoven to sign a two-year deal at PSV. That's when Chris Royacker suddenly spotted Götze's Mercedes in front of his cafeteria in Eindhoven. I visited Chris in his cafeteria as well, to hear from the man himself how he found out Mario Götze was about to sign for his favorite team. 
I'm Chris Royakos. I'm a PSV fan for, uh, for a long time ago, I think from the 90s. And I'm uh, having a fry shop, a snack bar at the corner at the Willemstraat in Eindhoven in Holland. Uh, that day I saw a big Mercedes in front of my shop and the Mercedes is standing still there for I think uh, 50 minutes. Such a car in uh, here in the, in the street is not usual. So I told my daughter uh, it was so big, uh, so big car. I told my daughter to uh, to take a picture from the car. Then uh, when she's uh, having the pictures and come back to me, I uh, saw everything but uh, only the car, not who's in the car. So uh, the the I told her again to take another pictures. So she, she went again to the car and takes uh, some pictures from the guys in the car. And when I, she sent me the pictures in, in my app, I uh, was uh, watching the pictures and I, I couldn't believe that it was Maria Götze. Chris couldn't believe his eyes. Let's hear from his daughter Lindy as well, the girl who took the pictures that would soon go viral from Eindhoven to Berlin and Madrid. I'm Lindy, I'm 13 years old and I'm from Eindhoven. At first I don't know it was Mario Götze and um, my father put it in a, in a group chat and then it's, it's exploded. It was unbelievable. First it was here and then it was in, in, in Italy, in Spain, in, in Germany. I didn't know it can go so fast. Was very special. When people are here, they say you're the Mario Guzzi girl. Then I laugh because yeah, it's special. So Lindy took the pictures and Chris sent them to some friends in a group chat. Then the world went crazy. So I uh, sent the pictures to my friends app, and they also they don't they don't believe it that it was Mario Guzzi in the car. So. Um, Yeah, and in that moment, the photo was leaked from the app group and it gets really fast viral. In 50 minutes, uh, it was over the whole world. So the in, 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 in five minutes, it was uh, gone, the picture. And um, yeah, it, it gets really, really, really viral. And uh, my, my telephone, it's really exploding. Uh, it was full over the build. It was Marka, it was really big. Everybody doesn't believe that Mario Götze was coming to Eindhoven. As a PSV fan, I couldn't believe it because it was, uh, yeah, it's so big. It's, it's a world champion. We, 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 we have a world champion in, in our squad now. It was really unbelievable. It was a little kind of magic that evening. It was just like, uh, yeah, a great player that's standing in front of your shop and he's gonna sign PSV. That's that's not, uh, yeah, it's not a small player that's that's building up. It's it's a real a world-class player. It's really good, really good that they have signing uh, PSV. It's really uh, a good compliment to the club. I, I don't think uh, any club in the Netherlands have signed so big player for a long time. And I hope for him he goes to, in a, in a few years, to Real Madrid or Manchester United. I think that's, that's the reason he is here.
and he is a world-class player. Now, even the directors at PSV were surprised that they were able to sign a player like Mario Götze. And just like when he decided to move from Borussia Dortmund to Bayern Munich, the world of football was surprised by a decision Götze made. It was interesting to see how the, the, the media reacted, but for me it was a decision I made for, for my family and myself, so this is the most important thing and that's how I, how I view it, and which is the most important thing, that I'm happy with it and that I want to progress and I want to improve. Um, but it was interesting to see how, uh, how the reaction were from, from all the other people and the media and how they, they viewed that decision I made. Yeah. I would say the club culture is, uh, is very interesting. It's very, uh, also very professional. I, I've said it when I arrived here that I, I didn't expect, because I've never been here before also, so I, I, I didn't expect to have this surrounding here. I mean, it's good to work uh, here in the, in the woods, um, to have your like own uh, yeah, bubble, maybe bubble where you can work. Uh, you don't have a lot of media here. You have a great stadium. Um, I mean, this is this is very professional. I was also surprised at the beginning. If you see the academy here and uh, how you can work uh, on these topics, it's it's a very good thing. And I guess in the long term, this will this will have the club also to be to stay successful. Uh, this is uh, probably the most important job to do. Uh, I signed two years um, in Eindhoven. One year is done. Uh, in 2022, it will expire in summer. So. Uh, I have great ambitions. I mean, the most important thing right now is uh, that we play a good season and then uh, hopefully I, I will play uh, for more years on that level. And I wanted to, to, to win trophies also to have a great pro process the next years uh, to get the maximum out of, out of everything. And this is, this is what I gain for and uh, this is what I wish for. Yeah. I think the best memory I had so far was when the spectators came back in the stadium. It was, I think, only four or five thousand, but it felt like after one and a half years, it felt like I thought the, the stadium was full. <laughs> but uh, it took it to experience yeah, this this atmosphere again. I mean, we missed that a lot. I think this is this is what was was the most uh, yeah the best thing that happened so far. Götze still has a year to go on his contract at PSV. After that. Götze will become a free agent again. He still has years and years to go in his career, but he can look back at a glorious career so far. He came further than he ever expected as a kid, simply playing football. I think when I look back, look back on my career um, and go back to my youth, I, I, I never thought that I will be in that position right now. Uh, the things I experienced, uh, the achievements I, I had, the time I, I spent the last years in, in professional football is just just amazing, and and I'm I'm really happy that it happened that way, and I could experience uh, these kind of things. So I'm I'm really happy about that. But I I have never expected that in in that way. I'm in a really good place right now because I'm a husband, I'm a father, and. I enjoy what I love to do, and that's playing football. Family is probably, for me, my most important yeah, thing in my life, especially since, since I'm a father. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's the best thing that happened to me. That's the story of how Mario Götze ended up signing a deal at PSV Eindhoven. There were a couple of factors that made it attractive for Götze to sign for PSV. He felt a connection with the manager, Roger Schmid, something he values deeply. 
And he's still playing international competition at PSV, as well as playing for trophies domestically in the Netherlands. By signing for PSV, Götze was also able to keep living in Dusseldorf with his family, because it's just an hour away from Eindhoven. Götze has seen it all as a footballer so far. He has won national titles and a World Cup. But most importantly, he became a father. And especially during the pandemic, it was crucial for Götze to remain close to his family. Because in the end, that's what's most important. I want to thank Mario Götze for working on this podcast with us, as well as Kis Royakers and his daughter Lindy and Raphael Honingstein. Subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to get a free article every time we publish an episode. You can do that at thehomeoffootball.substack.com. Thank you for listening and on to the next story in the home of football. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.